A widely influential artist, Kentaro Miura began creating manga at the young age of 11. His career, however, wouldn't really begin until 1988, when he began illustrating King of the Wolves for Fist of the North Star creator Bronson. Inspired by Bronson's work, as well as the work of Go Nagai and Kayaro Kurimoto, Miura would begin publishing the prototype for his most famous work, Berserk, the following year. After 32 years and 40 volumes, Berserk remains unfinished, but the impact that it had on modern pop culture is clear. From Final Fantasy to Dark Souls, Attack on Titan, and Devil May Cry, Berserk has played an inimitable role in establishing the modern dark fantasy genre. Though we may never know how Gut's story ends, we can assume it would have been on a positive note, because in Mira's own words, Being the sort of person I am, though, I don't think I could let such a long, grim story end with a grim ending. I don't really like that kind of entertainment. From all of us here at the Nakama Podcast and the Salad Bites Media Group as a whole, we send our regards to Kentaro Miura's family and friends. May he rest in peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Sal, and I'm here with my co-host, Cruz. And we have a guest, our friend from high school, Isaiah. Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, I like to laugh at my own jokes. So yeah. let's do this. So we all play horror games. Me and Cruz got done with Resident Evil 8. A question popped into my head is, what actually is horror? Because a lot of people who played Resident Evil claim that it's a horror game, but I think it's more the anxiety from the horror or from the game that is starting to get misconstrued as horror. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would say that anxiety is a kind of horror. I think there's more than that. It's just that's probably the most like least common denominator kind because it's like claustrophobia, right? Like I don't think anybody is comfortable crawling through an air duct. I think there are more people who will do it, but I feel like if you trapped somebody in a tiny box, it doesn't really matter who that person is. At a certain point, they get uncomfortable. That's a universal thing. Whereas, like, there are different kinds of fear. Like, some people are afraid of snakes. Other people aren't. Some people are afraid of spiders. Other people aren't. Some people are afraid of heights. And so you can make horror around other things that aren't trying to prey on anxiety, but I feel like it hits less people. And I think that's the reason why... More so recently, you're seeing a lot of horror video games and horror movies and stuff hone in on this feeling of anxiety as the driving force behind what makes you feel scared. Yeah, because I definitely feel like Resident Evil 8, there's a certain part where they take your weapons away, you're getting chased, and that's definitely the best part of the recent games Oh yeah, for and, horror. And I would definitely say it's the scariest part of the game. But I feel like it's only scary for the, like if you don't like being chased. And that, but that's just me for the fact. I think the reason that I thought it was scary is you have no weapons. I feel like if you give your your character a weapon, that automatically takes like ninety percent of the fear away from it. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, if I have a gun and some dude's chasing me, if you only gave me five bullets, that gives me five chances to stop this person from hurting me. Also, um, back like to to bring it with Resident Evil again. As you play the game, like, obviously, being a Resident Evil game, you unlock more weapons. Some things are stronger than other things. You can get to a certain point where you have super mega badass guns. No idea, And so, like, the anxiety of anything is just completely gone because you're like, "Eh, I can just, like, one-shot this dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree with all that because um, I think anxiety, like, plays, like, a really key component in, like, anything that's going to be horror because, like you were saying earlier, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, the way I see it is, like, 
you got to conserve your bullets. Oh, now I'm getting anxious. I got five fucking bullets in my pocket. Yeah. Now I'm spooked because I'm down in the bloody dungeon. What's going to happen next? Yeah, it's sort of like stripping away your ability to defend yourself that kind of puts you in a feeling of being scared, which I think is also the reason why the, that particularly scary part of the latest Resident Evil is as scary as it is because it's not just somebody chasing you. Obviously, there's the implication that if they catch you, you're going to fucking die. Yeah. So... There's no way for you to defend yourself from that. All you can do is just hope they're not there when you turn a corner. Yeah. And yeah, and so that that tension, that anxiety, does sort of help feed that feeling of horror. But I do think, like, I mean, we've had plenty of examples of movies that deal with horror that aren't about you being anxious. True. True. They're they're about like preying on the unknown for sure. But it doesn't necessarily mean your response to the unknown has to be one of anxiety. Even like what one of the most popular horror writers of all time, H.P. Lovecraft, his whole thing wasn't anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was just completely unknown, though. That yeah, like it was just straight fear up of the like dark type shit. Yeah, and and sort of like the fear of the pursuit of knowledge. Like, what are we going to find if we keep poking our heads around? Yeah, because I definitely feel. I asked a couple of the people, and they're like, a horror game has to be horror if it has dark things if there's gore and stuff and like that which Resident Evil and Silent Hill yeah. have a huge component like oh yeah look at all these uh body parts but at the same time we don't come we don't say Dark Souls is a horror game and it's no. almost the same there's dark themes you know there's people that do get cut up of course not in the gameplay because you know it's all ragdoll but it's yeah. like we don't why don't we compare yeah. Resident Evil with Dark Souls because it's almost the same thing Actually, you brought that up like, I don't know, yesterday, I think, when we were on the phone? Yeah, when we were on the phone. And I think they don't compare them because it's the style of play. Like, the games can play like completely different. Yeah, the yeah that's, that's what I was going to say. You don't have to conserve your, your sword swipes. I mean, technically, you do with your stam, but like, that's yeah. it. But also, like, the, the key component behind a game like Dark Souls. Yeah, is, running and killing. Is, yeah, like it's all combat based. Mm -hmm. That's ninety percent of the controls are combat based. Whereas, like, you get something like Resident Evil or Silent Hill, and there's definitely combat in it. And depending on the particular title in that franchise, it might be a more key part of the story. It might not be a more key part of the story, but a lot of it still has to do with this like underlying air of mystery, right? Yeah. So, Dark Souls. There's environmental storytelling for sure, and there's a plot as well, but, like, there's really nothing important that's hidden from you from Jump Street, you know? Like, you have a destination to get to, you just have to get there. Whereas a part of Resident Evil or Silent Hill, even though going into it, like, at playing the games, you know, you can, they tend to be similar, so you can kind of assume what the ending's gonna be. There's so much of that path that's sort of hidden from you because both of them have, you know, their puzzles or they have their little twists or whatever that aspect of it also makes it more of a horror game than say like a dark fantasy game like a like a souls game i do think that like what you were saying is uh important to recognize though because like if you boil down horror to like it's you know it's got like some spooky visuals and some gore like i don't necessarily think that that's that's horror as a genre it's not horror as a feeling and there's definitely like a dissonance there. Yeah, and like since we're talk we're talking about like anxiety and stuff, like in like if is that like what horror is becoming? Yeah. Then um, what w what would you think that like what is what was horror before then? <sighs> I think before the most of the focus was just on horror like as a genre because horror as a genre and horror as a feeling are two different things. Horror as a feeling is straight up like terrified type. Yeah, it's fear of the unknown. It's it's a whole, you know, bundle of things, but when you get into horror as a genre, it's like, I mean, 
so many things fall under it. Thrillers, slasher movies, where it's like guy in a hockey mask is trying to stab you. That's gotcha. scary if you're the guy that's <laughs> that's gonna get stabbed. But like when you're watching those movies, you're not watching those movies being like, oh my god, ah, uh, is he gonna find them? You're watching them being like, fucking get him! Like this kill better be fucking cool. Uh, true, movies true. like movies like Saw considered horror movies, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah like wouldn't... they're part of the horror genre. But yeah, it's like. I forgot what they call that that fucking torture porn. Torture, yeah, torture porn. porn, yeah. Yeah, but like it's I wouldn't necessarily call that horror as a feeling because you don't you don't go away from that movie with it sticking with you in a way where you worry about yourself. And I think a good horror movie makes you worry about yourself. Yeah, good I, horror game does that too. Yeah, like yeah. PT. PT, PT exactly. came out. That that was one of the few games that actually like made me like I was like I don't want to continue. This game's actually pretty fucking scary. It's like scaring me just because I'm so like. But it's it's anxiety as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so anxious to even just go down this hallway and see what the fuck's next. Yeah. So yeah, but I definitely feel like horror definitely lost its meaning. Resident Evil wasn't the catalyst, but it's no, definitely God, no. the pushing point where you know what makes Resident Evil three and four different, and how they keep going with four, like in the direction with four, is what just changed horror in it itself. It became less horror and more action horror. Yeah. And action Which, horror is basically just action with horror paint over yeah. it. Resident Evil is just like a one giant B movie at this point. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, it always kind of has been, but like the focus in the first, I was going to say first three, but technically it's like the first five because Zero and Code Veronica. Mm. The yeah. remakes, however, the remakes definitely like kind of like lost a little bit of that B movie like cheese. Yeah. But, yeah. but they still well, Resident Evil like... 2 because Resident Evil 3 is re- do with it. Oh, that was bad. The... I, I was really disappointed with Resident Evil. Resident Evil 3 there's like a super like anime ending where you get this big ass <laughs> laser cannon and you yeah. got a fucking Yeah, so like that part was not that good. But Resident Evil 2 does a good job where it's just like I definitely feel the camera angles in the first five like you said is yeah. what made it scary because it's like I don't know what's behind this corner. It could be a zombo. It could be a hunter. It could just yeah, the the tank controls nothing. and the the fixed camera angles were definitely. It helpful. was like less horror, more panic. Yeah, yeah. Because like you're trying to get out of there, trying not to die, because you ain't trying to reset your last checkpoint if you're playing on hardcore or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And so. I definitely feel like I hate when people are like, "Oh, play it on hard. It's scary." And it's like, no, the enemy just takes more damage and they deal more damage but it doesn't require yeah. any more skill yeah it it's makes still the you, same thing it makes you it more does. anxious because like your ability to fight back is a little bit more limited but the actual moments that should be scary they're not any more scary you're just yeah they're more a little frustrating bit, yeah you're a little bit more panicked because you're like oh i i can't shoot them twice i have to shoot them like five times yeah potentially yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing that makes uh, like Resident Evil games, when you play it on hard, just more boring for the fact like, I only got five shots. I know there's a boss coming that takes five shots. Let me run past everything to make sure I hold five shots yeah. for this boss, which also just takes away where it's like when uh, developers make things have more health and do more damage, it's lazy. I still say yeah. to this day, the only game that does it well is Stalker. Or uh, Stalker, you know, they take two shots to kill, but you take two shots to mm-hmm. kill. So it's equal. Like, hey, if you're good at the game, you won't, you know, struggle with it. Yeah. But if you suck at the game, it's like, all right, well, you just got to get better. Yeah. So, you know, one headshot kills you, but it also kills them. It's not like I'm going to shoot you 30 times in the chest and, you know, you're just going to shoot me once and that's it. I remember like fucking, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, there was a big deal about dynamic AI with um, game difficulty as well, where it was like, okay, if you played on easy mode, they were stupider. And if you played on hard mode, 
the way that the AI responded to you was actually different. Yeah. Whereas, like, now it just kind of seems to be the, yeah, the lazy way of doing it is just give them more health and... Give, make them damage. do more damage. Or they'll do this, they do the two, but then they sprinkle the enemies in different locations because yeah. that's how Resident Evil does it. Like, if you go through Resident Evil 3 on the hardest difficulty, you'll be like, what the fuck? I don't remember there being liquors here. And then yeah. there's like, yeah. boom, there's liquors. I, I want to say a prime example of like that, that dynamic AI. I think that did it pretty good, but I can't really, don't, don't quote me on it because I, I didn't play Cyberpunk on any of, like, I, play, I started on normal and then went to hard yeah. and then went to very hard. And as I ended up in very hard, Pretty much, I noticed that the the enemies would like attempt to flank you like pretty yeah. good, and I was like, kind of actually surprised by that. But yeah, my only problem with the, the sort of way AI responds in Cyberpunk is just the whole thing's kind of broken because like, <laughs> even on the harder difficulties, yeah, they will try to do more complicated stuff, but like, they, their pathing is still kind of fucked up. So oh, sometimes man. they still get caught on cars or. Plus, you can just shoot through the walls with those yeah. fucking charge guns. You, doesn't yeah. Matter. But, um, yeah, stuff like that. Like, that was supposedly, like, the next big thing. And like, it just kind of never really mm, came in, like, a big way. I feel like development companies probably just found out that it was way more work than uh, yeah. they wanted to do. But um, that that's what we have to say about how, at least how I felt about yeah. horror is just becoming more anxiety-driven. Because, you know, you have movies like Paranormal Activity. Any of the Annabelle or Conjuring series. Conjuring universe sort of things. Yeah. yeah. Anxious waiting for that big yeah. boom to happen real quick. And, and like scary. to me, that's, that's not scary where like, you know, Hereditary, uh, The Babadook, stuff like that where it's just like, ah, shit. Let me turn on the hallway light so I can go pee See? in case there's something <laughs> in the hallway. Right, see? with all those dark scenes where yeah. you, you, you just see things. You, you just see listed them. two movies that I, I didn't care for at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite part of Hereditary though. Um, the part actually like yeah. like gave me that feeling of like genuine horror, yeah. not not just not anxiety. Uh, was the part with um, you know the t -t 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 yeah when she's up in the, in the attic. I don't know, I don't know if I can drop spoilers or anything. So like, well yeah, the it's movie's a, old. It's yeah. Old okay, movie. yeah. So the the part where she's cutting her fucking head off in the yeah. attic. When I was seeing that, like I was like, oh that's fucked up. And then like she looked down at the camera and then kept cutting, and that shit like gave me like chills. Yeah, and I, thought I, that yeah. Was a great I think scene. the only no. part that gave me chills was that red box movie Mirrors. You guys watched that one? Yeah. So right. the the part that like tripped me out was when one of the girls is taking a shower and she just cleans the mirror off and then she looks at herself and then her mirror version's like moving and she's like what the fuck and then she just rips her own fucking jaw open. <laughs> Wasn't that from the oh, second that's mirror? That's mirror. Was it yeah. Was that, it mirror still? I thought it was the first one. This the first one. No, the, the, well, the, no, the first one. She's in the bathtub and then her reflection in the mirror starts like. Mm -hmm doing the jaw ripping thing and she's yeah. in the bathtub and her jaw starts oh, I was like, oh I was God. remembering Mirrors 2 with uh, what was it Christy Carlson Romano the sister from Even Stevens nice yeah you get to see her boobs in that movie sheesh damn but, but no on Hereditary like the plot of it I fucking I, I don't like the movie it does a lot of cool things that I thought would have been really good in other movies it's just the actual plot of it that I'm not like a big fan of. But like, yeah. no, a lot of those moments for me, I think the movie that had a lot of moments for that too, oddly enough, was The Ritual, the Netflix one. Oh, I fucking oh, love dude. The Ritual. That I was fucking, one of my favorites. I hated. And it's it's not. I hated the month after it came out because you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> it's a good ass movie. It's I remember, not just like oh, I, I, I remember <laughs> but, you know, I watched it I and then I was like oh. Cruz, Adrian, check it out. I watched yeah. this movie. It was hella good. And then fucking, God, I hate it. Me and Adrian you. wouldn't shut the fuck up. But yeah. yeah. I, I however, just... do, I, I do have like an affinity for like anything that involves like witchcraft and like some all that good shit. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It just like draws me in. Kind of like you and Lovecraft. Yeah. But Bias. no, for me with uh, uh, with 
the ritual. The parts that scared me weren't the parts where it was like, oh, here's this big monster chasing him through the forest or whatever. It was all of the like the lead up to it yeah. when they're like, oh, we're in the forest and we came across like weird markings or, you know, somebody's wandering off a little bit too far. And you kind of build that anxiety because like fucking me and my wife go to the woods all the goddamn time. <laughs> and so sometimes I'm, true, sometimes I'm out there. The <laughs> sometimes I'm out there and I'm just like. What, what would if? I do if I found a deer yeah. stuck in a tree? Yeah, I'd well, be, like, <laughs> I'd be the black guy in movies and be like, "We're leaving right now. I don't care. Get your shit. We'll leave the shit. We're leaving. I ain't gonna be the black token character in this movie. Well, don't worry, I got you." <laughs> for me, the worst part of it though is like it's also who Fernanda is because like we go and and she wants to stay in a cabin in like the middle of the woods, which I'm normally fine with, but she's also a really big fan of those houses that are like just windows. Oh yeah, fuck They're that. They're just windows. And Ooh, so yeah, like sus, yeah. I go into the living room at like 1 a.m. cuz I want water and then I can see the tree line around me and then my brain goes what if there's something out there? No, and yeah. then I fucking hear like scratching because it's like a raccoon or something. And I'm just like, yeah. or what if I'm about to die? <laughs> or, you know, what if they can see me, but I can't see them? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember my girlfriend told me, it's like, you should watch this movie Hush with the deaf Definitely. girl, yeah. And I was like, you're never going alone in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> just scratch that out of your head. Yeah. Unless we have two guns and like a robot. Yeah, you're not going by yourself. Yeah. But uh, on the, the horror thing, the movies that we did just point out are also not movies that everybody would be scared by. And yeah, it, sure. that was that was my point at the beginning is like, I feel like horror goes in the direction of anxiety because it's the least common denominator thing. Whereas those things scare each of us more, but they wouldn't work for everybody. That's true. true because yeah. you have to already, ha there has to be something in there that you're already afraid of. Yeah, like everybody has anxiety, but like for me, like I, I have a fear of sharks. You guys yeah. probably don't give a shit about no. sharks, you oh, know? Yeah. So like, yeah. like I was looking at this, I was at the Hobby Lobby the other day, I yeah. was looking at this like, you know, those like 3D paintings yeah. and it was a shark and I was staring at it like, I was like, I got this. Like, fucking sharks ain't shit no more. And I was looking at it, and the longer I looked at it, I was like, okay, you know, fuck, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that's definitely what, you know, crossed my mind going through Resident Evil A is yeah. when did we start just associating anxiety with horror? Because to me, it's just like, there's people that get anxiety for ordering food. I don't care. I go walk up and like, hey, fucker, this isn't when I ordered. Give me my shit. Yeah, same. Hold the spit, please. I know, <laughs> I know people who have to, like, hype themselves up to like order dominoes over the phone which yeah which know, is, some people don't thing. like phone calls in general yeah, yeah. i've noticed I which hate is that. Weird. I, fu <laughs> I fucking call people if i had to tell you something that you it requires call 5 me. minutes i'll call you instead of texting you because you, you might not me, respond like, every other day <laughs> it's faster for for me to get your response instead of texting and being like did he read it did he understand I spell things right? Did I make sense instead of yeah. me just being like... Does it seem like if it's urgent, does it seem urgent? That's why I think there's like totally times to text. And then like if like for me personally, if I want to get like... If I have like something like I need to ask and I need the answer to or like I don't want I don't want no beat around the bush answer in a text message form, I will call for that. Yeah. yeah. So... But uh, we've, we've already... We've talked about that for a while. So before we move on to the review portion of this thing... Uh, you might be wondering, who the fuck is this Isaiah person that's been chiming in? Yes. This is an anime podcast. What got you into anime, Isaiah? For um, people that don't know you, since this yeah. is the first time they're getting okay. to know you. The year was like 2007 or some shit like that. 
in actuality, we, me and my family, we used to always go up to Stockton and hang out with our with our cousins, and we were all into Dragon Ball Z at first. Yeah. So much to the point where we'd be sitting in like there's four of us: me, my older brother Jeremiah, my cousin Abi, and my my other cousin Trey. It was like two and two. Jeremiah and Abi were like Naruto's, and then me and me and Trey were like the Sasuke. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like. So we'd be sitting in the room trying to create fireballs and stuff. We were, but we actually were pretty proficient because we would train like we'd run up trees and climb trees all the time. Yeah. We'd run on fences. We played like the most extreme games of tag. Uh, we'd be on like a trampoline and generally we'd be fighting on that trampoline like yeah. just trying to hurt each other. I've gotten kicked off it and I remember seeing like the sky. I'm like, oh cool. And then I remember seeing the trampoline leave from under my feet and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, we were kind of like, I mean, um, our cousins showed me and Jeremiah Naruto. And mm. so we, it kind of really started. Well, it started with Dragon Ball Z and like, uh, like um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Stuff Yu Yu like Hakusho that. is fucking great. Yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, Roni Kenshin. Mm-hmm. And then we Those got into Naruto and started like training. Like we we trying to get our dad to get us tabby so we can we thought we'd be able to run up a wall with some fucking tabby shoes. Uh, Never got them. I'm, I'm finna buy a pair nowadays. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's pretty much what got us in anime. Just mm-hmm. going to our cousin's house every like every weekend, every like Saturday and shit. We'd end up in Stockton and we'd be playing Naruto in the backyard. Next, you know, I started watching anime as I got older. And now I'm, a, I'm now I'm a trained swordsman. <laughs> so it definitely sounds like you had the same background where. You probably watched Tsunami like majority of us. Yeah, Tsunami yeah. for sure. Yeah. Where you just enjoyed dudes punching dudes, and then just from there. Yeah, pretty much the action scenes is exactly why. Like, like exactly, it's what I live for when I'm watching an anime. If I'm watching anime, like I'm just waiting for the action. Mm. But uh, sometimes the in between is pretty good too. Sometimes. Yeah. So, what would you say is your favorite type of genre? What do you look for? I look for like great fight scenes i like blood and i like gore i don't like when they like skip out on like the slash like if someone's getting slashed and like it doesn't show it and it like kind of like um on like the first episode of mars that's how i felt about that i was like oh man just show it just show me the action i want to just see the action really i want to see if they make it stylish and whatnot like i love demon slayer personally I thought it was very okay. My girlfriend loves it. She was like, you got to watch this. And I was like, fuck, I guess. Because I definitely was not into the hype. I only watched like the three episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen. And I liked the three, but never continued watching it. And I now I'm at, I finished Jujutsu Kaisen. And now I'm at that same point with like Demon Slayer. It's like, I've heard it's good. I'm pretty sure it's good. But the fan base is turning me away from it. So it might be another year before I probably will watch it before the ne- the movie comes out. So Jujutsu Kaisen's getting that big now. It's yeah, no, dude, oh, yeah, no, yeah, Jujutsu yes. Kaisen's huge. huge. They're doing exactly the same thing that Demon Slayer. Is. So they're gonna do a movie that ties in season one with season two. Yeah, yeah, because I've only streamed like I only think I made it to the third one because I was watching it on my way. Like I had work the next day, so I watched like two episodes and I was like, oh, cool, magic. Oh, cool, people. Yeah, like that was the part that got me into because there was another one i don't remember do you remember the one that we reviewed that was we thought it was going to be hella gory because it's like some kid that's a demon and he's like got blamed for killing all these things i forgot the name of it but we thought the jujitsu kaisen is what that should have been where it's like cool there's action and gore instead of just gore one episode and the other two episodes just like we're gonna i hate you and we're not gonna be friends in the third episodes we're friends now yeah (laughs) Goblin Slayer or Redo of Healer where it's like first two episodes are shocking Gnarly, and then yeah. the, the rest are just like, eh? Yeah. It's more porn. Yeah, I haven't I haven't fully watched Redo of Healer, but I've heard of it and I've seen like just yeah, It's it. just porn. At this, uh, uh, yeah. That's cool. But like the third episode, I was just kind of like, eh. They do so much in the first three episodes that personally I was first just kind of like- First two episodes. The first two episodes. 
the first thing I was just kind of like, shock's kind of gone. Yeah. You know, like a little bit too much, if, like back to back at the beginning, where it was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, because I think I watched that on episode five, and then she's like, this dude's just banging. Yeah. It doesn't show nothing. The, <laughs> the dude is a, <laughs> this dude is a two pump chump. Yeah. So, Jeez. you know, he just jizzes after putting it in. I was like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. What a loser. Yeah. He probably could just heal his dick, though, and be like, let's go again. Probably. Actually, he, he does, I think he does. does that. Yeah. He does that in the second episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's the that's the backstory you're coming with. Yeah. And then moving on to the actual reviews. Uh Love Death and Robots season two is one that we weren't gonna review, but it came out last like, Friday. Yeah, it's not anime. There's like anime stuff in it. Yeah. But it's it itself is not an anime, but like we figured it was it's a big enough thing and it's it's in the ballpark. Yeah, it's animated. Uh there's only eight episodes. It'll probably take you like an yeah, hour. Yeah, the average episode is like 12 minutes. They're, yeah. about, they're about the length of an Adventure Time episode. Yeah. Uh, It'll probably take you an hour, hour, 20 minutes maybe. Yeah, to 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 finish the full second season. But we're only going to talk about one episode each unless we overlap. Yeah. Which, okay. Isaiah, since you're the guest, you want to start off with what episode you liked? Gladly. Uh, if it wasn't, I don't know if it, it probably wasn't even obvious, but my favorite episode was episode two. Ice fucking loved it. The, oh, the, the snow, the snow. And the, yeah. snow in the desert? Not snow in the desert, ice. The second episode, the one with the two brothers and they're oh, all yeah, modded no, that up. One was, that one was fucking cool. Oh, the oh, whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved, yeah I, I loved ice just because. Actually, I, that, that makes sense that you would like that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I found it extremely relatable because, yeah. like, in the long like the long story short, it's uh, just a tale of, like, ride or die, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I know what that's two like. Two brothers. Yeah, two brothers. Uh, ride I remember or die, running from. Aliens from running to aliens. Oh yeah, running to yeah. Yeah, I watched that one and it was like, um, (laughs) I can definitely see this style being what they would use for like a motion comic for the darkness because the the younger brother, the one that's augmented or whatnot, yeah, hella gave me Jackie vibes. (laughs) When you you say when you say the darkness, are you talking about the game? Yeah, the game. Well, it's a comic book. Oh, for real? Mm -hmm. Oh shit, I didn't know. Like that 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 guy hella gives me Jackie vibes. Like. All he needed is the the fucking snakes the and the monsters, the, yeah, the fucking the goblins, and yeah. it was like, all right, this is the darkness. Yeah. Huh? Well, I just liked it because like I, I just found like so many moments relatable. I liked the the way it was animated as well. Yeah. yeah plus, I, I I dig the two D style. Most of it, most of the seasons were in, yeah, like, all the, CGI. The, yeah, with their like hardcore, beautiful, yeah. beautiful though. Oh yeah. Yeah, the the main the the younger brother looked like Jackie, and the main character, the older brother, looked like one of the dudes from the Gorillas. Yeah, yes. yeah. So there's a bunch of scenes yeah. where I was like, I'm actually about to like use one of his like one of his like faces as my one of my profile pictures, because but I the only thing I thought was different was like the roles would be switched, where like my older brother Jeremiah would be the younger brother, and I would be <laughs> the other one, like yeah. just trying to keep up, pretty much is yeah. how I seen it, and I just I uh, fucking I'm about to go home and show him that episode tonight. I was trying to watch it him the other day, but he was too busy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that one was one that I liked. Sal, you do yours. <laughs> that one's easy. Mine is, if you know me well enough, the train episode In one. the tall grass. Yeah, In the I tall knew grass. it. I fucking knew it. That one was my favorite for very obvious reasons. Yeah. It's very H.P. Lovecraft. Yep. So and much so the guy kind of looks like him. Yeah. I kind of thought Pop Squad was going to be like Lovecraftian at some point, mm-hmm. but then it wasn't. But then they hit me with a Lovecraft episode, which yeah. was... In the tall grass. And in I was the like, tall grass. Yeah, that it. one I like. That one a lot. The, yeah, the main character looks like H.P. Lovecraft. Probably not as racist. <laughs> I we don't know. We not. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably like coming back from a lynching. <laughs> but um, 
What's it called? I mean, the dude was British, and it looks like it took place in like the '30s, so he's probably very racist. Yeah, Yeah. and he didn't look like he didn't give no fucks. Motherfucker said, "Don't go into grass." He's like, "I'm gonna smoke and go into grass." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, that that's definitely the part that I liked was you know the the train conductor being like, "Yeah, we don't know what it is about this grass, but." And it, like, opens to another dimension, we think. And yeah, door opens or something yeah, like that. And yeah. they just like to hang out here. And we don't know why, but, you know, it's better not you. Don't just don't say shit. Yeah. And he's They're just, not going to believe you anyway. Yeah. I love that part, too. I was like, that's the way you put the cherry on top of it. He's also just like, I guess some of them are people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> happens sometimes. Whatever. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's very Lovecraftian. Where it's just For like, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you, the person, does. Like, it's still going to continue yeah. with you being around or not. And like, that's the part that I like the most. Was yeah. You, you, you ought to choose to forget it because it's not, it's not going to do like. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. So. Yeah. I do like how the train's pulling away and you just start seeing the grass start yeah, lighting up and showing yes. the sheer mass of like the fields and then like how many motherfuckers are sitting in them fields doing yeah, God definitely knows what. Definitely gave me um probably whipping their lobsters <clears> out. <throat> um color color out of space vibes where oh, it's just sure. like I've been meaning to watch that. I haven't got yeah, it. Yeah, it's just yet. there's things hanging out. We don't know why, but we're just gonna ignore it. Just like if you don't see it, it's not there. Yeah, which is why I like it the most. Uh, the one that I liked the most was Pop Squad, Woo! which was uh, so sad. It was a story about the uh, the detective oh, uh-huh. uh, and his his. Basically, he lives in a society where everybody kind of lives forever. They've been yeah. alive for like two hundred years. His his job is to kill children yeah. because <laughs> because they're not supposed to like have any. Uh, but it's very clear that this is a dude who himself wants to have children and also doesn't want to be around forever. And so he's sort of fighting, trying to, in a way, fight back against this thing that is bigger than himself. And uh, he's clearly suffering like post-traumatic stress and yeah. whatnot, like on a fat basis. And then uh, one of my favorite lines actually from that episode was, we can't keep letting people into the party if no one's ever going to leave. Yes. Yeah. Because like my favorite, I think my favorite moment, too, is it's immediately after he's killed a couple of kids at the beginning and he's outside with his with his police car and all the other policemen around and they're arresting this dude mm. who's calling him a baby killer and then that dude pulls a gun and then and then goes to shoot him and the main detective dude just stands there because he's upset by the whole situation. He doesn't want to be doing what he's Actually, doing. Actually, I think he, he shot at the main guy yeah, that grazes it, him. It, it, it hits him in the cheek, but like you very much get that feeling where he's like, like, take me. Yeah, it was like I'll th- that room. dude wanted to die. Yeah. <laughs> that dude wanted to get shot in the head and just didn't because afterwards they're like, "Are you okay?" And then he's just kind of like, "Yeah." I wish you didn't miss. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to be here anymore. But yeah, it all just kind of culminates in in that sort of repeating itself again and him shooting kids, having mm-hmm. a draw at the end, a fucking yeah. showdown. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was like, you don't want to cause problems, so you're leaving, but then you kill an officer in front of this lady's house and then you die so it's like she has to leave or she's gonna have problems yeah what... they did make two spaces though you know two they spaces. made room technically yeah. oh yeah they made they made room for the kid but what i thought was odd too yeah about that part is like you figure the best thing he could do in that scenario would be to tell the woman like 
I was never here and then leave and then just pretend as though nothing had ever happened. But instead he shoots another officer that's there. And I get that part, right? Like, because if the officer goes back, they're going to tell him that kid's fucked. But like, now there's two dead officers yeah. in front of the yeah. in front of oh, the lot boy. and now they're both fucked. But um, she could find just, a new hiding spot. Yeah, I just really liked that idea a lot. I thought that was a really nice sort of like uh, world to explore. Another one that you and I both liked was All Through the House. Ooh, All Through the House was fantastic. It's it like the shortest one. I think it's like five minutes, but it's just about a couple kids who wake up and oh, yeah, see the, Santa. Oh, yeah, the Christmas yeah, like, Let's go find Santa Claus. Yeah. And, and I, I noticed it immediately. I don't <laughs> even know how, but I was like, I seen his fucking... I seen his shadow looked a little bit off when he first yeah. ran by, and I was like, "Oh boy, let's go!" Yeah. I did not expect what I saw, though. I did not expect. Yeah, any of it that. definitely had Tyler Gerald Toro vibes. It, Hardcore. It, it was doing that the hand eye yeah. thing. Yeah, that yeah, the that's, that's the Germo part. Yeah, and then also like obviously like style wise, to me it read very like the thing. Yeah, like just this like massive gross. To me, it looked like a Coraline. Like whoever the fuck made Coraline. Yeah. Look like they made that shit. And just like I love, <laughs> I love that at the end of the day, the monster was also just still Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just like smells the kids, and he's like, "Good." good. And then yeah. he just pukes up a present for them. Ta da! And, and the, the kid is like, "This is exactly what I wanted." Yeah. No but they're all just like, they're both just like shell shocked that they just like they can barely enjoy the things they got because they're like, "We saw Santa Claus, and that was fucked up." Yeah. I, I, I think my, one of the cool parts about that one was uh, when he goes back up the chimney and then like the fire's just like, yeah, comes yeah. out of him. That's that a, that's just like a regular Santa Claus thing. Oh, is that how is that how Santa got, Claus gets in here? Jeez. That's that's a thing that like I've seen in other stuff where like a sign that he's he's coming down the chimney is that like the the fucking air from the top will blow out the fire and then it'll light back up when he leaves. I always assume that he but, just jumped down the chimney. He was like fuck 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 oh and then like. <laughs> Got out the chimney and did his thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that one was good. But overall, Love, Death, and Robots is interesting to watch. Some yes. episodes you might resonate better than others. You know, you might not like the ones that we chose. Because I know there's sure. there's there's some people who really like the werewolf one from the first season. And the I, werewolf one from the first season had some cool moments. And that was the one I didn't really care for. I don't even remember that one. The werewolf one from the first season, it, it also has the same problem that I had with... There are two from this season, uh, which is... I think it's like Snow in the Desert, right? Yeah, Snow in the Desert. And then whichever one Michael B. Jordan was in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that with the fucking malfunctioning robot. Yeah. yeah where it looks... And, Wait, that and was Michael B. Jordan? That was Michael yeah. B. Okay, I, I was having trouble. Like I was like, this. I swear to God, it's switching back and forth from real to CGI back No, to... yeah. And, well, that's the thing. Um, That one and... Um, the drowned, the sleeping drowned oh, the, god, the drowned giant. giant. Yeah. yeah, that one where the car, when the car pulls up, it's like, is that a real car? What the fuck? Yeah, my problem with those is animation-wise, that that is incredible technical work. It's boring as fuck to look at because I feel like if you're putting in that much effort with the intention of making it real, when you make something look close enough to real life, just fucking film it. There are parts in the snow um, in the desert one that makes sense to have a, a sort of 3D replica of because characters get like their skin blown off or like an arm missing. And it's yeah. like, of course, you have to CG that. You know, I love that action, though. Yeah. But like most of those could have just been filmed and it wouldn't really have changed anything. With uh, the one that I brought up, Pop Squad, the, the main guy, I don't know if you, uh, Isaiah, noticed it. That's Nolan North. Oh, shit. The, the voice actor? 
Yeah. That's that's Nathan Drake, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh shit. That's the voice actor for him, and it's modeled off of him. No. Oh, I, I did not notice actually. But hey, it straight slipped me. It's it's to me it was like that's clearly Nolan North, but it's also not like a 3D scan of Nolan North just moving around. There's an art style to it. Is so, it like? Do you think they like rotoscope it, but with CGI? No. I mean, ish. That's sort of what like. I know um, they do the mocap thing. Yeah, that's sort of what mocap oh, is. Okay. Is it just sort of translates your movements to a 3D model, and then sometimes you have to fix some shit because computers fuck up. But um, whenever you do stuff like that, where like it has a clear style, it makes sense to me for it to be completely animated. But I feel like if your the whole thing is completely animated, but with the intention of making it look real, that's a very nice tech demo for your, you know, PS5. <laughs> that's a that's a nice tech demo for your company. That's a good thing to take to other companies and go look at what we can do. But from like an entertainment perspective, as like just a, a viewer, it, it's kind of boring to me because <laughs> it's just like that's a dude, that, that's just a dude. You could have that's yeah, like, modeled off of someone. You could have just had that guy do the thing he's already doing. It's like what, so like, many extra steps. Like compared to Ice, where like when when he's running from the fucking whales and yeah. he says fuck and the word fuck comes out as like a like as a the air because yeah. like or whatever the fuck that shit's called when you breathe and it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just my problem with like that kind of like realistic animation is just that like Why I don't not? get it. Why not make it live oh, action? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because at I a can certain tell you. like or rather I know that you know. I'm sure that a lot of these companies were doing this during quarantine when they weren't getting a whole lot of work from, you know, movie productions and stuff. So these are probably by and large done just by special effects houses. But if if you have that, get somebody on your team who you know has like that character design, you know, ability, that that directorial ability and make it look interesting. Yeah. If you just make it look like a person the best you're going to do is make it look like what I see when I look around and what I see when I look around isn't that interesting and that's why I'm watching a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, it's, it's, <laughs> so what you're saying is that if the CGI looks too realistic, you, it's, you think it's like mundane? Yeah, kinda, it kind of just turns into everything else you look at. Yeah. I guess I guess and, to an extent. If any of these. Except the particle effects, man. I'm yeah. particle yeah. effects be going. Yeah, I can look at it and be like, that is impressive work. It just it doesn't do anything for me from like a Fair enough. audience perspective. Mm-hmm. But if any of those sound interesting, check out Love, Death, and Robots. It's not an anime series. like, you know, Shadow House or Mars is Red or anything like that. But it, you know, CGI, I would consider this like. And a not like a Saturday morning cartoon, but no. definitely like you can American. watch the whole. You yeah. can watch the whole thing like it's a movie, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. in like one, one sitting. Go. Yeah, it's and if you're bored, it, it's it, worth it. it definitely, if you like uh, Black Mirror, then you'll like Love, Death, and Robots. They're similar. Yeah, you like Black yeah, that's a Mirror. Good you like heavy metal. Yeah, or heavy metal. Because yeah. actually, uh, that's that's what uh, Love, Death, and Robots the first season was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to reboot of uh, heavy metal, and they went to a different direction with it. And mm. I, you know, it's still good. Mm. It's still good. Moving on, Shadow's House is an anime, an actual anime that yes. we've watched, and I could safely say I didn't like. Yeah, no, I thought it was very boring. thought uh, it was super boring. It is about a girl who is a robot uh, that is in service to, like, a shadow person in, like, this society of shadow people, mm-hmm. and that's why it's called Shadow's House, because it's yep. a house where shadows live, and she's supposed to be, like, a perfect recreation of what that person looks like if they weren't a shadow. Yep. And, and, and then so... she just kind of does mate stuff. Yeah, which episode two, I believe was two, did something interesting where the shadow, when these, so these shadow people fucking sweat out 
more soup than anything. Yeah. It I hella feels like it's England. Like just that whole industrial <laughs> area bullshit. I, I feel like the the reference is definitely yeah. like industrial revolution era England. Yeah, so um what's it called? If they don't clean if these maids don't clean it, it just become sentient and yeah that, that was ep- that was actually episode three it was, was called it three? it's called suit uh the, like, the episode's called soot sickness or some shit yeah, like yeah. That. and so, uh yeah was, they did some they did some cool stuff with that where i was kind of actually genuinely interested yeah like at if that it point. was like that i was like oh shit but it took three episodes to get there so yeah. maybe it could pick up i don't know but I, yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if i'll go back and watch it maybe yeah i don't i don't think so i mean the tone is it's obviously very like shoujo I thought like, it was adorable it's, though it's meant for girls like Clearly, mm. and that's not meant to be like a disparaging thing. It's literally shojo, which is the genre yeah. of of things that are meant for for girl. It's the audience that they aim at. So, like, I can understand not focusing on that particular aspect. The only thing is that, like, personally, I've seen like shojo stuff that's still fun to watch, and this was yeah, this one was not. Fun. Yeah, this, but this one did take a good turn on that on the episode yeah. that you're talking mm. about when um. It just got like creepy out of nowhere. Yeah, like and I, if that I, I was the tone, that. if it was that the tone, would then I'm like, oh shit, this is good. Yeah. But the fact that yeah, you're right, it did take until episode three, and then it's just like, all right, this. Yeah, because I was waiting enough. for it. Come on, come on. I mean, also go. to me, it it just it's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, maybe from here it keeps that up. It very much feels like it was for that episode. Yeah. I I fully expect episode four to be like one and two. Mm-hmm. Back to back to mopping up some soup. Yeah. yeah. So this is not one. I'm not. I'm not going to keep up. Yeah, no, I same. would not recommend this to anyone other I, than. I do want to say though um, about the show. Um, I do think that it's a literal, just like you know, the like the difference between like mind and soul or heart and soul. Like yeah. The shadow being the soul, and then the doll being the heart. And yeah. How they they're meant how to they... be like sort of like reflections mm. of of the the shadows, and I do appreciate that like the point of each episode is to show another sort of problem that the shadows have and the way that the like the the little robots like the main character is yeah sort of help fix those and i think there's a way you do that that's you know interesting i think they just the first two episodes very much feel a they feel like one episode and b they kind of drag on and yeah, they're just not, the mundane yeah, activities yeah, that we don't give a fuck about yeah they're just felt long. they're just not felt like yeah. <laughs> like 20 minutes first episodes. two did this the third one actually went by pretty good but the first two definitely took a long time for me to get through so they're not, like, not my cup of tea they're like 20 minute episodes and yet like it feels like so much of that time is just kind of wasted on like yeah she's being a maid and it's like i get that that's what she's doing but you can make whatever her like they did with the third episode you can make whatever her maid duty is for that time uh not just solve the problem that the shadow has but solve it in a way that is fun to watch, and I feel like mm. they kind of drop the ball on that with the first two. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, yeah, put them yeah. like in a like a dysfunctional household that isn't like a super fancy place, and like make them. Yeah. You know, but like, since they're all pompous and just doing all this boring sweeping and mopping, it's very, and, it's yeah. a very posh setting, and so yeah. I feel like it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if they would have popped him in with a couple uh, more people clearly they just needed to move a little more lively the setting into the hood because was that the chimney where someone shooting a mac 10 oh, oh, no. hey, how many how many bullets your mac 10 hold 30 <laughs> <laughs> how many how many shots you hear about last night about 30 <laughs> but uh yeah i wouldn't recommend this yeah i, I mean i could understand rec- like i could recommend it to somebody who i already know is very into you know i don't know something in that sort of shoujo genre i have friends that were real big fans of like 
Hitalia and fucking Uran High School Host Club and shit like that. And I feel like maybe this might be in their ballpark. It's not nearly as interesting as either of those shows, though. So, like, it's definitely for somebody. I just, I'm not yeah, certain I'm, on who I'm, it is. Yeah, it's definitely Fair. not me. Yeah. yeah. But uh, moving on, we're doing uh, Mars Red, which is... It's a vampire anime. Yeah, which, to me, I think the part that distracted me the whole time was they're like, we won the war, but it looks very Japan, and it's like, you guys didn't win the war. Yeah. You guys never won the war. You got <laughs> nuked. Yeah. <laughs> and two wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's a vampire anime where they're just... get The first episode is just them gathering other vampires. Yeah, to, pretty much. To, to join the team. Yeah, to fight other vampires? I yeah, don't know. They're, they're, they're assembling the team and... The A-team vampires. What I will say is overall, I liked this one. I know you... Weren't a yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't I like it either. The, the art style was good. I thought the art style fucked. I thought and, it was classy, uh, and I thought I love the music, but yeah. to me it was just too slow of a burn. Mm. For me, I don't know, something about it, it kind of gives me the same vibe as like as like the original Full Metal Alchemist anime. Yeah, so you said. Like, it feels like that to me. And so because of that, I want to keep watching it because like I feel like it's ramping up to something and I want to know what the fuck that something is. My only issue with it right now is just kind of like you were saying, Isaiah, it feels like what they did in three episodes, they probably could have done in two. Yeah. And it like, there's, there's a lot of exposition in the first episode that I feel like, you know, I'm very much one of those people that believes in like show don't tell. And there's a lot of telling. Yeah, that's true. They were just talking, and I'm like, okay, um, what you gonna do with that sword, though? You know? Yeah, it's like you could, like, when they're talking about like this one is like one of the most dangerous vampires, and blah blah blah. There's a specific way we have to go about it. It's like you could literally just fight, and I'll know that. Yeah. Just fight, and then I'll know. Holy shit, this guy can fuck somebody up, and also. This guy took a lot of effort to take down. Maybe he's not like a regular guy. Yeah, and by by, the, I think it was the third episode when like it finally showed some good old ass kicking. Yeah. Um, I I, I kind of like you know changed my opinion a bit, but the first two episodes almost really made me not even want to start the third one. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely didn't like how they're walking the main character, bro, to see this vampire that is top tier. What on their scaling is top yeah. tier and he's like oh right these people can't swim good thing it's in this moat where the bridge comes up right, right. and yeah. they can't and we can flood it if we need to they didn't do anything with it so it's like what and then even and then the bitch came you, out boom yeah, yeah they even show you like two minutes of them walking to to yeah. see the vampire and it's like one how the fuck did they know she got out and two why didn't they flirt it like they said yeah like what guard was down there and he's like oh shit she got out let me run <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> yeah you figure it would be one of those things where like you're told all that information and it's maybe maybe in the end it doesn't work out but they still try like you still see them like we're gonna flood everything raise everything and like maybe she just happens to just barely get out and just barely get across that would, the, make, that would have made for a way yeah. more enrapturing scene yeah. versus like the fact that they didn't even flood it even though they're like saying like we have top of the line defense if anything goes wrong we'll flood them motherfuckers and then like next thing you know shit hits the fan and no flood not just, just that, but, out. like, they also barely show anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it shows her like, ready to strike, and it didn't even show, like, the bite or nothing. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, sh- so that, show so, that me threw me getting off. out. That would be 10 minutes of fucking awesome fighting. Yeah. Precisely. But I have a feeling, and this is just knowing the way that, like, animation companies do things. And this is one of the reasons why I'm 
excited and I want to keep watching. There's a budget for a season. Mm. Right. I, I, I was watching uh, a video where one of the guys who worked on Attack on Titan is talking about there's a budget for each episode, but there's a budget for a season overall. And um, he could tell you all of the points where his team had to cut corners. And it's because like, and it's something that since I saw this interview, I've been watching anime and I've been like, oh, I can see it now. If you if you watch an anime that you know has like a particular quality and for some reason the beginning part, they're skipping over some stuff that would be cool action or the animation is not as complicated. It's like, ah, they're saving their frames for something else. So maybe, maybe they didn't have it in the budget to do this because they have something else. In store. Yeah, that's gonna be nuts. And to me, that's what it felt like because there are parts of other, like the other two episodes where they do really interesting things with the way the camera moves or with uh, the way they reveal particular characters. But for some reason, it feels like they're holding back a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like maybe, and I, maybe it's just me hoping, but I'm feeling like maybe it's because there's going to be something later that is really going to warrant that the budget. Skim- yeah, the, <laughs> the, the going easy on the first part. Mm-hmm. Well, the first part went way too easy. There was like for an action scene, it was one of the least action-packed scenes I've ever seen in a in like a first episode. There is a moment in a, the third episode that I was a little bit disappointed by, only because I feel like it it would have had more like emotional weight if we actually gave a shit about the character, the character yeah. that dies. Yeah, I know what you're and, talking like, about. And like it it feels so much like I'm supposed to be sad, <laughs> but I like I'm just like I don't know this guy. Yeah. So I don't know this guy and I don't know the guy who's I don't really know the guy who's being sad for him. So I, I, I think I don't know why. Well, if we're, if we're talking about the same character on the bridge, right? Yeah, I think I think that was just to make maybe show like what like they're willing to do what must be done, like the ruthlessness of like just getting a job done type. Beat. Yeah, I feel like instead it, of like, like try to warrant sadness, because like we're only like what three episodes in. So yeah. I think we're supposed to get I don't give a fuck. But it very much like felt to me like this is supposed to be an emotional scene somehow. And like I just didn't feel anything. Yeah, Cause it's like I barely we have like six characters and I've barely met any of them. Yeah. I only know this one because his hair slicks back and kind of goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hella cliche that you end up finding out that the first vampire, the super deadly vampire happens to be main character's fiance that he never met, that he was yeah. going to me. It's like, oh. oh yeah, I forgot he mentioned that. Yeah. He's like, no way. You don't say, whoa. I thought she was just reciting the play. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder she was so interested in you. No fucking way. But overall, I'm not going to watch this. I would recommend this to people who, you know, they have a thing for Blood Plus or was it Trinity Blood? Anything yeah. that has to do with vampires. Yeah. So I know there is a demographic for people who still like vampires. I would recommend it, but I would recommend it too. Again, like I, I would say like if you like the first, the first Full Metal Alchemist series, and the reason why I say the first one is because Brotherhood, tonally there is a difference there. And mm. I know more people like Brotherhood personally prefer the original. Yeah, I like Brotherhood. But, um... If you like to me, tone wise, it very much feels like that. I feel like if you liked that, give this one a shot. Again, we've only seen the first three, so this is just a first impression thing. But to me, I'm feeling like this one might go somewhere, and that's why I'm sticking with it. Yeah. And uh, and I recommend it to anybody who thinks the jacket looks cool. I recommend finding like a, a replica of the jacket and buying the jacket. I actually I could totally see people cosplaying people from this animation no, because yeah. they all have that. Yeah, not, not just that, yeah. but it, their their uniform is very simple, so it's like I can yeah. I can make that. Yeah, I was just... gonna say cosplayers, but I was like, <laughs> would they cosplay these characters? 
Not I just mean, that, if there's like, one with big ass titties, you, you yeah. know, you know. Like Jeez. if there's a vampire with some big ass titties, yeah, which we haven't seen yet. Damn it. Yeah, but uh, overall, I I'm I'm not. Me too. If someone tells me something cool, it's like maybe I'll YouTube that cool part. But other than that, that's as far as it goes for me for Mars Red. Yeah. But the the last one, I've been killing slime for three hundred years, and I maxed my level. Mm-hmm. Is a is another isekai, but this one slightly different because it's it's a female yeah, protagonist. Female isekai. What's but, an isekai? It's when you... Oh, oh yeah. Uh, isekai <laughs> is another world. Like when yeah. you get hit by a bus and you wake up in a fantasy world. Or you, when you get you, pushed so into a train and you wake nuked. up in a fantasy world. Like, so in that, are you referencing Gantz with that one? No. No. It's, uh, Sword it's, Art. It's Sword that. Art Online. Uh, okay, because Gantz, oh. Gantz starts with some, some motherfuckers getting hit by a train too. Yeah. And, but I don't know if that counts because oh, maybe still... that Maybe it that's is. why that I, a... I was like, dude, this sounds so familiar because we uh, reviewed, what was the other Tokyo one? Revengers. Yeah, and I was like, I swear I've seen. He gets hit by a train hit and by goes a train. back in time. Yeah, I was like, where have I seen that? Because yeah, I like Gantz. The, mo- the first half of the manga is good. The last half is fucking garbage. I haven't got to read the manga yet. Uh, I've only seen the movie, and that put me on to watching the the anime, which it, I personally thought was kind of shit. But um, I enjoyed what I was watching because yeah. I like the I like the universe that they're in. So yeah, I so kept the, watching. The, the manga's get hella fucked up. There's a lot of rape, a lot of yeah. murder. But anyways, this is a female protagonist, and she just dies at work. She's like has a heart attack yeah. or mm-hmm. something. She Works just herself to death. Flops over, and she's like, I just want to live somewhere peacefully. She gave immortal. up the ghost. And you know whatever, and she the 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 ghost lady the the goddess is like fuck it, you worked hard your life, I'll make that shit happen. Normally this wouldn't go this way, but for you, yeah. the people, I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she just kills twenty five slimes for three hundred years, yeah, a day, and then she's max level. And then yeah. it is your typical isekai where it's like a harem, but not everyone wants to bang the main character. No. It's more like, yeah, now I have people so to hang out with. Inspired by the main. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was nice actually. Um, this this one, the slime the slime year anime was uh, my favorite out of the two other animes that we yeah. watched. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm actually going to finish it because I was having a good time watching it. It was actually entertaining. Yeah, this, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, this one is good. Well. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost like your typical isekai. You know, she draws in other characters. Yeah, who are like, I have to fight you. Yeah, she she gets a dragon bitch. You mm. know, she of course there's always the ditzy blonde with big yeah. ass titties. The, yeah, yeah, the elf. Oh yeah, I yeah. fucking love her. She's, she's she was like, let's fuck, and she's like, no, come <laughs> <laughs> on, man, let's. And then it, yep. Yeah, she's the like, let's happens. rub vaginas. Just yeah. real quick, you know, it won't take but, too long. I think. Hopefully. But uh, <laughs> yeah, o- overall, this one was good. That the premise is very generic. There, there really isn't much to talk about other than you know she gets new characters. They get part of into her house, and she's like, okay, you know, maybe it's cool to have other people to share my immortal life with because she's been in this town for three hundred years, and everyone kind of thought at first that she was like a legend until she just decides to come down. Yeah. And then one of the girls is like, hey, you've been here for generations. Mine, can I look at your stats? And then boom. Maxed. Maxed she's out. fucking max level mm-hmm. sorceress or something. Yeah, I didn't even get to witch, read what her magic witch, damage output was. Yeah, but it, I said, it, it said it on there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I was like, cool. Maybe I'll get lucky when I die. Shit. But right. Yeah, if, this one is a definitely a good ass one to watch. Like, if, like it's just like a feel good anime is the way I could see it. it just yeah. Was entertaining. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Like it was cute. It's definitely one of those shows where like you can just kind of like you can put it on, do something else, 
have it on in the background, and then like look up every once in a while and be like, "Ha, that's funny." And then yeah, you know, it's not one that you have to like focus on, or you'll miss something. And it is also not one I would want to be caught watching. It it definitely does do that thingy where sometimes it goes um. Because it's for the most part, it's just like this nice, sweet thing, and then every once in a while, it's just like fat service. Yeah, here's like a just some fat titties for like five seconds, and then it goes back to being normal. And so I could see this being one of those ones where, like, you know, it's completely normal. I'm I'm, I'm watching for the plot. (laughs) It's completely normal until somebody opens your door, and then you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, yeah. He said he wants some good old fashioned cola. <laughs> yeah, but th- this one, yeah, overall, it's your generic isekai. Uh, the only difference is it's not the main character trying to save the world no. or trying to spread his seed. This this girl just wants to hang out, chill, sit on the porch with some ice lemonade, and live her immortal life. Yeah, she's just trying to relax because she never got the opportunity when she was alive. Which you would think she would be over it after 300 whole last years. Like, yeah, you figure. You figure you'd I want wouldn't, some adventure. Yeah, I wouldn't care if you were working as soon as you came out of the womb somehow. Like, 300 years is a long time doing nothing. Uh-huh. Hardcore. She just, she just got comfortable in the relationship with her new life. That's it. Yeah, because, like, if I'm out of work for more than a week, I'm like, God, someone fucking kill me. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of being home. I'm tired of playing games, talking to the same people, saying stupid shit. It'd be even worse if they had, like, generic dialogue, too. Just like, greetings. Yeah. So this one. Have this you heard one, of the High Elves? Yeah, this is one that. I'm probably not going to watch. But if you like isekais with some big-ass titties, so far it seems like it's an all-female cast. It feels like that's just what they're going to go yeah, for. Yeah, then this is the one okay, that I okay. recommend, yeah. Like if you just want something easy to watch, occasionally see some titties, then I, I would continue watching this one. Yeah, I feel like this is one that I'm, I, too, probably won't keep up with. But yeah. I would also still recommend it. Yeah, this is definitely one where this week's... Other than Love, Death, and Robots, I would say that I didn't like anything. I liked Killing Slimes, and I liked Love. I loved Love, Death, and Robots, but yeah. I always liked it. So I've seen yeah. it since the first season. I, so. I, I definitely liked Love, Death, and Robots, and I liked Mars Red. As far as you know, the other two ones, they're okay. Well, actually, no, Shadows House, I just didn't like it all. Yeah, but Slimes it, is okay. But it, it's to be expected. We are getting close to the end of the season. You yeah. know, we did already review a bunch of the other ones, so knowing that this is. If we end up finding a diamond out of this leftover shit, then, you know, it'll that's be, a good it'll thing. Be impressive, yeah. Because the, and we only have a couple of other animes that aren't seasons two or a continuation or anything like that. Yeah, that are left. Just fresh. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, Isaiah, do you have any other words? Do you have an Instagram? Anything you want to plug, plug in? Oh, yeah, I'm going to plug. All a right. Shout cool. out. Um, yeah, I want to shout out my older brother for having my back the whole time, like practically raising me and shit. As for Instagram, uh, you can follow me if you want at Tommy X Talcan, all one word. That's up to you, though. I don't really post much because my Instagram has fallen into dormancy, and it happens like once every six months, and it God knows how long it's gonna last. So that's up to you. <laughs> uh, as for anything else, I want to say, um, uh, and you guys are talking about animes, but then you guys said the thing about seasons too. But have you guys seen Megalobox? Mm-hmm. I, I saw part of the first season. I haven't finished yeah, it, Yeah, we, we, I brought it up because they go at season two, so I was like, all right, well, then never mind. I kind of like the season two, but it, it doesn't like it really get popping up until like after season three. Like I've mm-hmm. seen and read. Or not season it? three, episode three, my bad. Hippomo, Hippo, the boxing one, Hippo me something. No, nah, I haven't seen that one. The, what? 
the the guy with the big ass dick that he gets made fun of all the time because he's a big ass oh, dick. Oh <laughs> god, why is that the thing that I remember? <laughs> oh, and one last thing. What are you talking about? I forget what it's called. Yeah. Wait, actually, no, I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but fuck, I don't even think it's a spoiler. But Love, Death, and Robots. I could not believe they literally end a motherfucking season with a dick in a box. Oh yeah, yeah. they're just like penis. They're like dick in a box. Yeah. Bye bye. Have a wonderful time. Yeah. But uh, that's that's the it for the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Nakama Podcast. Uh, Twitter is the Nakama Pod. Yes, we have a TikTok that I haven't posted, which is Nakama Podcast. Yes, Nakama Podcast. And a Twitch, which we should be streaming next time on yes. Saturday Twitch.tv/slash Nakama Podcast around three p.m. California time because West Coast Best Coast. Yeah, and, and that's it. Yeah, be sure to check out all of the uh, other Salad Bites Media podcasts. Uh, And until next time, see you guys.